0: beautiful people and welcome to the mojo mecca podcast a hub for the exploration of ritual poetry plants and purpose we are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth for the love of living in a sustainable way for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo for vulnerability for thriving and for joy Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. In this conversation, I'm diving in with the epic woman that is Chrissy Firemane Charlie. She is a master manifester. No joke. A manifestrix, which also happens to be the name of her recent project, a six-week online program going deep into bringing awareness to and then rewiring subconscious patterning, trauma, and wounds that are holding us back from really creating our life from a place of power and consciousness. I see her as such an inspiration, constantly. She shares such poignant messages in this episode about the energetics of decision-making and willingness, and what we really do to ourselves by dwelling in the opposite realms of these. Such powerful powerful messages in there. It really did blow my mind. We also speak about her pilgrimages in Peru and the epicness that lies there in the mountains and in the medicines. We chat about her full power journey of motherhood and how she's dedicated herself to redesigning what that looks like through the notion that our children really just want to see us thriving and living our purpose because that gives them the opportunity and inspiration to do the same. So, yes, her beautiful babies, Innie and Zion, run wild with her across the globe. What a potent episode this is! I really received so much from this conversation, and I really hope you do the same as you listen.
1: Well, hello, I'm Chrissy Firemane, and um, yeah, I, I, I feel looking back, I've had a very, very um, eventful, colourful life. <laughs> with um, a lot of um, juicy stories in there, I, I have to say. And I, I think one day I'd love to write a book, to be honest, about it all because it's been pure magic throughout, like kind of, yeah, just so full of m- mystery and synchronicity. And, yeah, I'm just so grateful for it, to be honest, Chloe. I've had an incredible life and it, um, it definitely starts with my family my my parents are just the most incredible people in that they are you know at 80 years old 80 and 72 they are totally rocking it as if they were 40 years old still you know highly creative people um real extroverts just you know they just grab life by the balls and you know really healthy and really inspired and yeah I, I I grew up with these these ultimate role models um, you know my father with so many creative projects on the go and really you know the yeah number one man in his chosen industry like he really got to the top of where it, of, of his industry and um, you know, led from there in such an amazing way, and my mum was just you know uber creative original badass mama like just yeah come from extreme poverty um, and just kicked ass and created exactly what she wanted and yeah i did, yeah, I really am so grateful for growing up with them. they were really um quite strict disciplinarians but with a huge amount of love. Um, uh, but really created tight boundaries um, for me, which I loved I, and and really, although I rebelled against them as a teenager for sure, um, I see how beneficial that 's been in terms of me being able to execute things in the physical and carry things out and be discipline disciplinary to myself and yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing parenting and um Yes, yeah, so I'd say, yes, yeah, so much, so much has come from them. And um, and then, you know, being raised in uh, kind of, you know, an affluent socioeconomic group, going to private schools, all that kind of stuff, I quickly learnt what I didn't like <laughs> about um, modern society. And that was, you know, pretty much, you know, all the mindsets, the judgement, the racism and all the shit that goes on um you know in general in in that group or did you know when I was at school um and still does largely you know there was so much racism going on around me and judgment and competition and um money being put at the top of the pile and and so much superficiality and so much emotional warfare I would even say. And so I I, I learned very quickly what I wasn't about by being in that um, environment. Um, so I learnt a huge amount um, as a teenager. Um, and, yeah, it was quite tough for me, actually, at high school in that um, I was very much made a scapegoat uh, for hundreds and hundreds of girls at my school. I became the target for yeah a lot of their upset with their lives with the school with each other with everything that goes on at private girls schools I became the sort of focal point and yeah put up with mass bullying um for years and you know name you know just all just really intense stuff and I didn't have um you know, my, my parents didn't have an emotional vocabulary really. Um, and this, there was no one I could talk. I really didn't have anyone to talk and didn't talk to anyone about it. And that was all incredible training, um, super hard and I was traumatised by it and had to do a lot of work in my late twenties to sort of unravel that, that upset. But it, looking back, it was definitely part of the making of my, of my, warrior spirit now is um having gone through yeah attack um energetic attack emotional and verbal attack um from many early on in life um yeah definitely preparation uh for for my work and um yeah so that that stands out to me darling, as you know a p- pivotal experiences um in those formative years and then then yeah i i, I sort of chose economics and business in, in, in uh, university purely because that's what was expected and what everyone else was doing. When you had a high mark in the HSC, it was kind of, that's what you did. Even though no one forced me to do that. I, I just chose that. I, and within a year I pulled out, was like, what the hell? And went and lived in Europe for 10 years. And, um, and that period, babe, was just, a sort of fucking chalk a block with (laughs) magic and and rebellion and insight and travel and rock and roll sex and drugs and rock and roll was intense I was like full power rebel um at that stage in my life angry as all hell with the state of the world and with you know a whole bunch of backed up trauma around um you know absent emotionally absent parents and and you know, school experiences and broken hearts and all the sorts of things you you go through as a, as a young one. And, um, and then I just channeled it all into rock and roll really. And, you know, um, drug abuse, sex abuse, alcohol abuse. And that was wild. It was like a wild period, untamable period of my life living in London and Paris. And, and yeah, the characters that I could write movie, movie, um, scripts about that period and the the people I met and the places I went and that was all incredible also but it just pushed me further and further and further into the darkness um which is Mm -hmm. what I needed to do you know kind of that um pressure um that pressurized piece of coal you know becoming that diamond I just yeah I just got further and further into upset and trauma and And you know, after ten years of being away, of really being on the other side of the world to escape the trauma and upset of my relationship with my mother, that's really what I was doing over there, running away. Finally, I I turned around and said, "No, I have to face this." Uh, I was twenty-eight, I think, or twenty-nine, and was developing like agoraphobic tendencies in Paris, where I just couldn't leave the apartment and. um, I was like, "Oh shit, this is not good." <laughs> Part of me was like, "Oh, you know, is this is, yeah, this isn't going in a good way." And at that time, um, one of my dear friends was involved in a spiritual organisation in Australia, and she would tell me about what they'd do and what they were learning, what she was getting, what she was healing, and I just, yeah, got such a match, a resonance with what she was saying and pretty much, you know, turned home and said, I've got to deal with this now. I've got to heal this trauma with my mother. And I, yeah, then went into like really conscious healing, Um, worked very hard for three to four years with this organisation, went hell for leather in terms of private sessions with my stuff and then... Um, you know, was a volunteer at this organisation and gave every weekend of, you know, a few years and and midweek sessions also to this organisation and um, got trained in there with the modality, with the healing that was being offered, um, trained up. And that experience, those few years with that organisation, they were called Human Potentials, um, those few years I would definitely say was the most powerful Um, training i uh, acquired this lifetime in terms of healing others in terms of understanding the heart um, and family dynamics and what creates upset um, in a human heart and yeah so that was invaluable those few years uh, with human potentials and then i moved up to byron Um, i had a baby in um, bondi with my then partner and then, yeah, moved up to Byron, desperate to get out of the city after living in Sydney and London and Paris my whole life. I was so over it and desperate to get out and then moved up to the Byron Show and spent seven beautiful years there. And those years really were the making, or not the making of me, I shouldn't say, but like where I got very much on track with what I'm here to do. Um, and that all came from being pushed down to the darkest point um, of my life which was separating from the father of my children when our uh, second child was only six weeks old um, through you know an abusive highly abusive relationship and Yeah, I was on the carpet, Chloe, like absolutely darkest moment. um, Smashed, all my dreams smashed, like very ready to exit life. Um, But looking down at these two tiny creatures, I knew I couldn't. And so I, I made a conscious decision to harness every fucking thing I had to go up, like move upwards in an upwards direction and so jumped on raw food hundred percent raw diet because i knew that would help um and it did and that sort of like vortexed me up out of the darkness the real darkness into a place where i was at least getting some clarity in my thoughts with the oxygenated food and um and yeah and at that stage in my life um really started the work with the sound healing although many years prior to that I knew, well, I I knew I had to use my voice to heal at 19. I had a vision Um, and then in Human human Potentials, that organization I mentioned, there was an energy healer, a very powerful energy healer that was working within that organization and she always saw me very, very clearly and she would always take me aside and say, Chrissy, when are you starting your energy work? And I didn't know what she was talking about at that stage I did deep in myself but consciously I had no idea what she was talking about I was kind of like what what yeah I got very confronted every time she'd do that and she'd do it often she was one of the most incredible Mm -hmm. like another pivotal person in my life Penny Short and um yeah time and time again what are you doing when are you starting and it was at um one of her she she did a workshop and on energy healing with the hands she taught people how to use the hands and she invited me along one time to demonstrate sound she said please come along i'd like you to demonstrate sound and i still had no idea what she was talking about um although somewhere deep down i did um yeah (laughs) had no idea what she was talking about even up to the point within the workshop when she said okay well now chrissy's going to show us um sound and I still had no idea what she was talking about nor what I was about to do or could do and it just happened and um yeah I just had this experience where I started toning and using sound and yeah my my eyes and my ears went white hot and I just experienced yeah that that was a really powerful life-changing moment actually um I I realized that I I have you know potential in that area and I I know about it and and then, yeah, but yeah, it took years and years for me to actually consciously own that. And it wasn't until I separated with Frederick and went through that very dark night of the soul um, and was coming through that um, when, yes, I was in Byron and received in my inbox an invitation to a two-day sound healing workshop. And I was like, I've got to be there. That There was no doubt I had to be there. I was like, what am I going to do with my tiny infant? Like, what... And I tuned in, and my daughter Innie, who was probably seven or eight weeks old at that point, she said, Go, mama, do it. Like, I will be fine. You know, just find me a, a carer. Don't, you've got to be their mama. Like, it was so clear her communication yeah. to me. And yeah, so I did. I found these gorgeous 19 year old woofers who looked after Innie for two days straight. And she was a dream for them and they were a dream for her. And I went along to this workshop and it just shattered all my doubt around or ignorance or something. It it, it just shattered a a big shell I had around me and my um, power, I guess, in sound, using sound as a vibrational tool for healing and for ascension and yeah, it was like close amazing in that those two days, it was like all my certainty in that area, my past life remembering in that area, like flew in one window, just like, like lightning. And then out the other window flew all my doubt, you know, just all gone. And I just was like, I know exactly who I am in this area and what I'm all about. And um, yeah. And from that moment, yeah, just got right into private sessions. Just was inviting everyone I knew to come and allow me to practice and, and, um, and, and yeah, just started working very hard. Even though I had these two kids, I just suddenly had so much energy with the raw food and the being on track, finding, you know, my certainty. And, and that developed then into workshops, um, in that area one day workshops helping people release hucha uh, heavy energy with sound um, heal themselves with sound that that then grew into three-day workshops which I ended up doing of oh, course I did a lot of those workshops over six years you know here and in uh, Peru and in America also and And then, yeah, then went to Peru and that changed everything also. That's the the, the most fascinating part of it, I think, for me, is that I never had a connection to Peru and I only went there to meet David Wolfe. I would have gone.
0: I was going to, yeah, um, I was so curious as to how you first found out about Peru, you know, and and how that mm. came through for you because it's obviously a huge, huge part of your life. (laughs) home
1: for you. Yes. Yes, that's right. Such a huge part. And I had no friggin' idea. And um, I went there to meet David. So David Wolfe, who is a dear friend now was um, such a a mentor for me in that period. As I said, you know, getting onto the raw food. And I, I, I remember just watching him when I was so depressed and fruit caked, I would watch him on, on YouTube and just feel totally ignited and I would feel hope and I would, I just feel like, um, I, I had a lot of co- in common with his spirit, you know, I was like, Oh, I get this guy's energy. I, and I was like, i got to meet him. I've got to meet him. Like, oh wow. Look, he does these trips. Okay. Where is it? Peru. Wow. Okay. I'm going to Peru then. And, and that was it. And, um, and then in the lead up to that first trip, I had these regression sessions with a, an incredible woman who's now also a dear friend. And that that six week lead up to going to Peru and this session work I did with this woman is actually a whole movie in itself. It was just the most ridiculous six weeks of past life memory and all all sort of shit, yeah all sorts of deep awakenings and awarenesses. Um, that really proved themselves the minute I got there, um, and yeah, got there, and within, gosh, forty-eight hours or three days of getting there, I, I started to remember the place and, you know, the first Wachuma experience I had in David's group. Um, I was walking out in the mountains with the San Pedro cactus medicine in in my blood, and I could feel not just here but i could feel the mountain energy coursing up my legs and then whispering in my ears your home your home thank you for coming back thank you for finding us again and i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <And> <laughs> no,
0: I like, Really, what the fuck is this all about
1: like wow i not what uh, and then it was experience after affirming experience after affirming experience within that that month that I was there um, with the coca leaves, with <laughs> the keros, with with everything it was like you're home, you've been here forever, and thank God you're back, and you got jobs to do, and that it is. and oh wow, Whoa. So then came back home, and you know made as much money as I could to bring my two small children back to Peru six months later, and we spent four months there, and. So that was in 2012 and, you know, now six years later, um, a lot has happened over there for me, you know, a, a lot of group work, a lot of um, growth um, and, yeah, a, a hugely um, deepening, dedicated path um, that is still opening wider and wider to me with every trip I go on. I, I've noticed, Chloe, that um, this pattern that... I go over to facilitate a group and lead it, and I ha- there's always an aspect of me that thinks that I'm, you know, really primarily there to lead, you know, the group of people, and you know, yes, I'll get a few wins, and I'm sure I'll definitely, of course, I'll get some healing, but really, you know, I'm there, and every time I'm there, I get, you know, uh, I get cracked, you know, much deeper into the next part of my path there I'm always overwhelmed and and so amazed and shocked even with how much more there is for me <laughs> like every, you kind of think wow I've had so I've received so much from those lands it, it isn't possible to receive even deeper and deeper gains but each time I go there it, it just deepens so much and I'm um, forever grateful and and yeah, and so yeah, that that's also been you know hugely pivotal. And um, mm-hmm. oh god, so so much. But you know, being a mother to these two incredible children is is really um, my number one role. I, I, I see and feel, and um, you know, I, I know that being the happiest I can be and the most fulfilled creatively I can be is my, my sense of how to be a best mother. So, you know, I feel like I'm expanding in both areas simultaneously because they are united to me, they're connected. So, yeah, but mothering is, is, yeah, I think just been the most incredible, humbling, challenging journey. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I really do see you as that, Oh, like, the, I just love the way that you mother, just watching it from mm-hmm. afar, it just it inspires me so much because I guess from the regular perception, when you become a mother, it's like most women end up compromising in some way to yes. facilitate their life around the children. But it's like mm-hmm. your children are just woven into... <laughs> the beauty and the travel and everything, everything in your life. And it doesn't feel like a compromise at all. You know, I, I'm so inspired by that. And I'd love to hear what their experience of travel and especially in Peru has been, because obviously they must also have deep connections there too, to to have chosen you and then, you know, Mm -hmm. be spending so much time in that land also.
1: Mm, well said yeah that's absolutely right um thank you for honoring that they yes they do have their own contracts there um and that's becoming more and more apparent um with the coca leaf readings that are done there with the children and and there, you know zion's been told by quite a few of coca leaf readings that he has a lot of work to do uh there with the shamans there and that he will be healing and and he loves that. He really loves that um, to get that affirmation and you know. See, as even here that aren't connected to Peru have told me that my daughter has a lot of uh, purpose in that in the Chilean Andes, and um, that will always be a solace for her. And yeah, so that's right. They they have their own the connections there through me. But yeah, I think that they're they've always because it's been their life because yeah like you say I have sort of scooped them up and brought them along um pretty much every step of the way they they understand that that they understand that that's well it's their life so they don't really know anything else so for them you know mothering and parenting is in connection with children it's not sort of Something, yeah, like you say, where a, a parent has to sacrifice their dreaming. Um, and look, I understand that a lot of people have, a, you know, especially when children are tiny, they have less time per week and less energy, physical energy, to dedicate to their projects. But still, that is no excuse. That really is no excuse not to look after ourselves physically so we are getting the nutrition that we need so that we don't need as much sleep as is needed when you're not eating well, mm-hmm. um, and so that we have the energy in of an evening to do even half an hour or an hour uh, of work progressing our creative goals when the children are in bed. Do you know, there, there is really no excuse, even if it's minuscule, minuscule, seemingly minuscule steps we are taking, they still fulfil us and we feel creatively inspired because we are moving. Um, but I, I don't, you know, not to blame anyone who, you know, isn't seeing that because that's how society is set up. It is really set up to separate parents and children, um, you know, even with the education system, send the children over there, you know, put the parents over there in offices. Like it's, it's very separated, but I, I've loved, um, you know, raising my children from really young ones until, you know, their ages now seven and nine, you know, all together, you know, really being united in purpose. And you know what, Chloe, I remember the feeling very clearly of being their age or younger and desperately wanting to back my parents, like really feeling that, really feeling like I wanted to be included in my father's career. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to back him. I wanted to, you know, instead of being separated from him and and, and sort of looked down upon as a small child who wouldn't understand. And, you know, the study, his study door always being slammed shut. And he was, oh, don't go into dad's study. He's busy. You know, for years, he was busy behind that door. And I, I just had such a deep yearning to want to be part of it you know, and mm. to, and even my mom, I remember in those years when she wasn't being ne- as nearly, nearly as creative as she is now because her children, you know, left flown, flown the nest, you know, ages ago. But she, in those years when she was sacrificing herself creatively, you know, she, I could feel that. And I desperately wanted her to be as creative as she could. I can so clearly remember that. And I, from that, And from mothering, these two have deduced that that's what children want. Children want to back their parents' purpose and be part of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And that teaches them that purpose and purpose really for me these days is joy. You know, what, you know, what makes you happy? It's, it's got nothing to do with sort of in inverted commas career or changing the world. It's, it's joy. It's simply what makes you happy what really makes you happy, and that is our purpose, to be happy. And, um, yeah, we pass that on when we engage our children in our quest for happiness. We pass that on. We, we show them that that is all important. And that is what will change the world, you know, h- happy people. Um, that's what I think anyway.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Totally. So it seems to me like what I'm hearing is that you saw a model of um, like parenting and so your experience has been to really just like do the opposite of that basically <laughs> and, yeah. and really create a new experience for yourself and your children. And Yeah, sure yeah that's it. So many other people who have come into contact with you Also,
1: thank you, darling. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, just last week, me and the kids did our vision boards, and you know, I, I know so many, so many adults that don't do it, but so many people that have not done that with their children allowed their children to create a vision board. Um, and you know, as a parent, stick to that, like make sure their dreams come true. Like, Innie's got two horses on her vision board, and I'm gonna make sure she gets them, you know. I'm gonna like, I don't know when or how, but I'm I'm decided on that. That's my children's dream. I'm fulf- I, you know like it's all important that those dr- those dreams and their visions are fulfilled. And if I can help them with that, you know, I have to. Um, you know, this this area of of joy and dreaming and passion and purpose is is key and we're losing we've lost a lot of that the way society has been set up to program us to go to school and therefore university where there's really such a limited choice of things to choose really in the grand scheme of what there is out in the universe it's it's very limited and um yeah so i love watching the children create their vision boards and where they want to travel to what they want to own what you know zion's got his lamborghini on there it's <laughs> so cute you know but it's <laughs> like yeah bro like if that's what you wanted to go yeah great.
0: you know it you know
1: it's more about yeah. the creation than earn it, than the, the the thing you know definitely mm-hmm. you know way more about the journey of creating than you know having the object
0: mm-hmm. yeah i would yeah. love to hear cuz i just see and feel from you just this huge power of alchemy and manifestation like it just Mm. seems like you've got that down and I know that's you know a huge part of the online program that you're now offering but I would really Mm. love to hear how that comes through for you and like how do I word it I guess I just see and feel from you that you just listen and then act you know it's like there's not that kind of where many people would kind of dwell on it and, you know, overthink it. And, you know, it's like, you just have that, mm. you listen and then it's like, okay, cool. Yep. Let's get to it. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're doing it and it's out there and mm. it's successful and it's, you know, it's attracting all of the things and the people that it needs to. And mm. I would love to hear what that process is like for you.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Good question, darling. Um I think, You know, something that I learnt and something that I pass on and teach in Manifestrix, and also I used to share about it in my three-day workshops, is um, the power of decision and what that means metaphysically to be able to decide um, and, you know, decide quickly uh, and not just decide on something and swiftly, then to act Swiftly on it, that all those that the mechanics of that metaphysically is unbelievable when we um, see really what's going on, and and I had you know in, incredible opportunity as I said to be involved with human potentials, and that's where. Um, that particular concept was, you know, blown out and um, really dissected and understood completely for me what it means to make a decision or what it means to be in indecision and what happens to us metaphysically when we are decided and when we are undecided. And then what happens when we don't move swiftly into action and like really metaphysically so much is going on and, I've said this many times in, in, in my workshops and what have you, that, you know, a lot of the time we are um, relating to decision as if it were purely a mental um, behavior or construct. It's, It's something we do with our minds and yes, we do it with our minds, but the effects of it, the metaphysical effects, the spiritual effects of decision and indecision are massive. And when we, see that and when we really see what's going on with that stuff we it's very hard to, to be in indecisive ever again because you understand how destructive it is spiritually mm. and creatively to be in indecision um i could talk for an hour about this stuff and i do in my courses you know like it's there's a lot in it and very simply darling, it's Um, To sum it up, you know, I've learnt and now mastered, it's just like riding a bike, you know, understanding how to make decisions and act on them quickly is something that you train yourself to do. And then like riding a bike, it becomes second nature and you just do it all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be a shift in, a, a huge shift in perception um, and awareness to begin with and very confronting one for a lot of people who have difficulty in this area. Like it can be very confronting to, to start with this, but it takes application and dedication. And after a while it becomes nature. But when we decide on something and it doesn't matter, do you know, like let's say you have decision a uh, decision to eat uh chocolate cake or carrot cake. Um, when we um are in indecision oh i don't know which one's going to be better what if i eat that one and i don't like it and what if the... when we're sitting in that space we're actually um swamped by other energy fields that have nothing to do with us so when we um uh on the other hand choose or decide one of the options okay i'm going to eat the chocolate cake i've made my decision boof when that actually acts like um an energetic anchor um <clears throat> and anchors us in to the uh, the the vision of eating the cake or okay let's i'll give you a better example okay i'm going to go to am i going to peru or am i going to new zealand so we decide to go to peru and and when we make a decision we are therefore metaphysically moving toward being in peru whether you know we're lying in bed you know it doesn't matter we are metaphysically already moving there and that is a trajectory that anchors us in peru is the anchor here we are and it's like a line a lay line has been created between us and that vision of being in peru and when we are decided 100 percent decided we are moving there whether we like it or not and when we are moving with decision somewhere, it's harder for external energies to swamp us, to obstruct us, to take us out, to seep into the mind vibration and tell us that we're terrible and unworthy and undeserving and all the things that are going on on the planet. These the, the cosmic, negative cosmic soup that is out there at the moment, you know, that can affect us. The, those energies have, much less of um, a possibility to swamp us to slow us down when we are moving toward something it doesn't matter eating a chocolate cake going to peru it doesn 't fucking matter, but it 's a decision and so what 's happening when people are in indecision is they are effectively energetically buoying around on an ocean of of energy fields go swish that way, swished this way, going this way, literally controlled not in control. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I'm just like nodding my head completely at all of this. I feel like I just so needed to hear this. And I'm sure so many people do too. That's huge. Yes. Oh, it is massive. And look, there's
1: a lot more indecision that I could tell you about. But that I became very good at that when that when that material was delivered to me when I was 28 I got it immediately like you just got it and I it just shifted me instantly in my seat hearing it I was like oh my lord okay and then getting experiences playing you know experiential games to understand that which we did in that organisation and which I used to do in my three-day workshop and we played this game, make a decision and do it now. Make a decision and do it now. And far out in this little game, you would see everything that was going on for you around decision, looking at other people and making decisions based on what they're doing, Uh, being scared of making the wrong decision and therefore going into inaction, fear of making the wrong decision, not making actions. limiting the decisions that you could make because of fear of being judged, like everything would show up in this game. And all of that is going on for people when they're making decisions or not. And so I came through a lot of that gunk, you know, when I was about 28 and was able to start making strong decisions and going into action about them. Therefore bypassing all the limiting Fucking shit that goes on in our minds when we're in indecision. There's so much of it, and a large portion of that, Chloe, has got nothing to do with us. It's not even our energies. Mm. It's manufactured negative limitation energies, you know, that are out there to keep humanity low and down, and and you know, unsuccessful and not reaching their dreams. Because, you know, if we do, we're a force to be reckoned with, and. You know the, the game would shift on the planet, so we are being controlled a lot out there. And so, getting a very clear understanding of decision is is one of the ways we can take our power back and take the our power and take our planet back. To be honest, yeah. um, yes. So that I think that's it, darling. I think now I'm, it's just become a way of being for me. So I get an idea, and I yep, yeah, okay, I'm doing that. And then I go straight into creating it. There's no delay for me. There's no doubts. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we start operating like that and pull things off and, and successfully pull things off, it lifts you up. And then you go again and, it, and it, you just keep receiving power, um, good power, good energy, good creative force. You, you keep spiraling up when you keep pulling things off. Um, do you know? So you, you, you're, yeah, just continually expanding. Um, yeah, it's very empowering for us to succeed in, in, in creating things, you know, and, 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 and the, the, the opposite, um, also is it's very disempowering when we can't pull something off. You know, we go into hopelessness. A lot of humans are in a lot of hopelessness around their dreams because they, they, it's not happening and they've got all the know-how, they've got the vision, but it's, why isn't this happening? And a lot of hopelessness uh, can result. And, you know, there's some strategies that I learned that, you know, I share in Manifestrix that are absolutely life-changing. Um and, yeah, this stuff should really be taught in schools. I I, I actually am, you know, I would like to try and get the content of Manifestrix into TAFEs or something like that in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm headed, I reckon.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was
0: going to ask you, so in terms of... I guess people have a lot of visions and downloads or whatever it is that they know that they have to do. But in terms of the practical, getting that from vision into reality and all of the resources that that takes and the know-how and like, yeah, also obviously you have experience more so in the business commerce side of things, whereas a lot of people don't really understand that as much. It feels like you really have a lot of the physical tools too. Or you just are very, very dedicated to learning all that you need to in order to really create what it is that's coming through. Um, mm. Yeah, how's that process for you, too? Because you're just so savvy with it all, too. <laughs> I just see that mm. from you. It's like it's the vision and it's big and it's like, you know, <laughs> requires mm. a lot of mm. coordination and. <laughs> All of this you know physical details and structure and everything, but it yet it it does just feel like it comes together for you mm. so what's that experience like for you when it when it's in the physical and you have to be really on
1: Yes, yes, I hear you I, I i what's coming up for me when you ask that question, Chloe, is that it i I do believe that it comes down to willingness, willingness to to learn or master the parts that we don't already have. We, we've all been born with gifts and fortes do you know, and other things that we have no idea about and no interest in. And, you know, ideally we, we want to sort of gear our, um, our offerings, our creative projects in a way where we're doing things that we love. We love it all, you know, but sure enough, there will be parts of a project Um, that aren't our forte, uh, or that we don't enjoy or, and then that's when we have a choice, you know, we always have choice and that's when really willingness has to kick in. Like, what are we willing to do to have something succeed? What are we willing to find a solution to every obstacle, um, Willingness does that, you know, this is another, actually, this is another part of manifestrix is is, is the teachings around willingness. Again, willingness, the, the metaphysical effects of being willing and being unwilling are massive and make or break a person or a project. So what I find, Alan, um, is that most people are incredibly unwilling, but they don't realise it they think they're willing. And when we uncover unwillingness within ourselves, well, no, I'm not willing to do the accounting. I can't bear that shit. I'm not, no, I'm unwilling. That unwilling energy is, it sinks everything. We have to be willing and go, right, I don't like accounting. In fact, I hate it, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to pay someone else to do it i'm willing to work three hours extra a week so i can pay an accountant i'm willing do you see we have to engage willingness to come through whatever roadblocks there are but what is happening most of the time is people come up against the first or second roadblock and drop the whole damn thing because they're not willing they and willingness is um we all have it within us it's really um an on or off switch willingness it's really like it's on and we're 100% willing or it's off and we're not willing at all and yeah as they i mean they are two very 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 different energies and i know i'm de- like incredibly willing um i'm i'm an incredibly willing person um and so i've taught myself all the bits I need to know do you know so um you know like even things like you know building a website you know I, I just learned you know I would you know while the children were asleep I just watch the YouTube clips and do word find or everything I could do for free learn how to do it yet learn how to use illustrator find someone that you know had illustrator that could give me a copy of it taught myself just just always Learning, learning the things that you need to learn and or outsourcing um, the things that you that you can't do. but it's outsourcing with a with a willing energy. Do you know it's still mm-hmm. that thing of I'm willing to do it, I will. If I have to do the accounting, yes, I bloody will. you know I'm willing. let's go. Let, I'll do it all. But I would prefer to find someone. See, that's very different to I'm totally unwilling to do that accounting and I must find someone else. Do you know? They're yeah. very different energies. And the universe of, of infinite possibilities and great spirit, what I found really pays willingness. So when you are someone that jumps out of bed and goes, fucking let's go. Let's do this. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm going to fucking slice every obstacle. What do we got? Let's go. It may be I'm, I'm, the universe, looks at that energy and, and brings you all the silver linings. Like it yeah. really does. The amount of support we get when we radiate willingness is massive. And it's not only from the unseen world. Like my willingness, babe, I know is what has everyone chuck money at me every time I'm doing a crowdfunder. Because my willingness is obvious; it it's actually radiates, and people love willingness. People love to be around willing people. People love to back a project being directed by someone who is exuding willingness, who's ready to do it all. Do you know? Like people want to chuck money at they're like, "Fuck yeah, go you! Look at you! You're gonna here. I want to help you." And the opposite is true with unwillingness. When someone's really unwilling the energy is like this downward spiral and people don't want to be near that (laughs) yeah people do just kind of want to inch away oh yeah okay i'll see you later you know and they it's these two energies are they they have their own universal laws yeah and yeah willingness has its own law and it is i've just seen it you know for, for years and years i've been teaching about willingness you know for, for seven years straight i've been teaching people about willingness and i see what happens when they engage it and their life changes completely and then they get the checks in the mail that they need you know all the silver linings come in babe so i think that's it like for, for me with your question i think it for me it comes down to being really willing um yeah yeah willingness full stop it's it's uber-powerful. It changes everything, darling. It's a force of nature, willingness.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, do <laughs> all of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I was just so reflecting on all of the times where I've tried to do things from that place of unwillingness or unworthiness, yes. you know, with that underlying yes. Yes. in there. And, of course, it's mm. not going to work. Of course, you're mm. not going to receive all that, you know you're here to receive from that
1: that's it that's it and yes it is it's massive and what's most interesting in this area of unwillingness is most people don't realize they're unwilling they are so um desperate to look good and to fool themselves you know that they're willing and they actually think that they're willing and that's why nothing's doing with their project because they haven't really been honest and spotted the unwillingness and, and gone, you know what, no, I'm not. I'm not willing to get up early in the morning and put in the extra hours. No, I'm not willing to, you know, take an extra job to finance. No, I'm not. But, but they think they are. So this unwillingness process that I, what I used to run in the workshops that I learned at human potentials, again, another one of these little experiential games to, to demonstrate is massive. And again, it shows up everyone's unwillingness. And in this moment, please may I share an example that has always been my favorite. So I ran Uh, it was at a sydney workshop and this woman we're looking at unwillingness and the process was and is and you know listeners now can jot down these questions and run the process themselves it's you know number one think of something you want to do number two write down or, or list everything that you would have to give up in order to achieve it and then number three the question is simply are you willing and this woman wanted to have a baby you know I always always encourage people to pick big things you know not little ones they're dreams you know so she, her dreaming at that point was that she wanted to have a baby and her and a partner had tried everything for years they were you know I think they even tried IVF you know and that hadn't worked hadn't worked and you know that was the I, I want to have a baby what would you have to give up in order to achieve it And, you know, so she went to town and really went deep and I'd have to give this up my time. But And then she realized one of her things was, God, I'd really have to give up, you know, my identity for a while, you know, and then, you know, are you willing? No, no. Oh my God. No, I'm not willing to give myself up. I'm not willing to give up my, my time and my body and my, you know my, my 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 nights of good sleep i i'm not willing to do it and it was the first time she'd seen that mm-hmm. and she was so shocked and relieved at spotting it that in the next moment it flipped into willingness and this is another kind of almost um, metaphysical behavior of spotting unwillingness is that when we can see mm-hmm. our unwillingness it very often and very quickly flicks into willingness because we don't want to be unwilling when it comes to our dreams we, we, we're not comfortable with that when we see our unwillingness we're like oh god i am actually really unwilling and then the next moment it's like no no okay and now i am you know it's quite amazing chloe how i see that but this woman her unwillingness, you know, flipped into willingness almost immediately. And she was like, no, actually, no, of course I am. I I want to have a baby, you know, I am willing, I am. And she flew home to Adelaide and conceived, you know, in the next couple of days.
0: <laughs> wow. She wrote to me, you
1: know, she wrote to me three months later and said, Chrissy, I'm three months pregnant. And I know it was when I, as soon as I got home from the workshop. And, and this This is how powerful unwillingness is, is that it will completely control the physical body. It will completely control our our field of possibilities because it is a very strong radio program that we are emitting that says, no, I don't want my dreams. Do you see? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 yeah, it's huge, darling. So yeah, willingness, I reckon is a good one to 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 look at and for people to feel into. But that little exercise that I railed off there, listeners can do that. You know, what do you want to do? Are you willing? What are you what would you have to give up to in order to achieve it? And then number three, are you willing? And you gotta be honest with yourself to you go, oh well, geez, I'm not actually willing to give up smoking. Oh well that's why it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> because you love it. <laughs> you know, let's yeah yeah all these kind of unwillingnesses that are going um, unnoticed and unseen are are controlling a lot of us Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. wow (laughs) so i would really love for you to share a bit more about what you do in peru and get people inspired to join you there
1: Mm. oh thank you um what do i do in peru I think uh, primarily it's um, connecting people to um, uh, the greatest versions of themselves via uh, a very powerful um, cosmology, um, the Andean cosmology and through working with the plant spirits there, working with the plant medicines and working with the, um, the primary healing forces of that land, which are the mountain spirits. So that's what I feel like I'm doing is introducing, bridging people to those experiences. Um, in that valley, the sacred valley where, you know, the Kundalini energy of the planet is currently based and activated. Um, people really only have to walk those lands and be changed. Um, but when you... Pair that with a lot of intentional um, processing and um, medicine work and meditation and good food and hiking and working with the Indigenous in the ceremonies. It's, um, yeah, life-changing experience. So I'm yeah inviting people to come and blow their own minds, really, and change their lives, really upgrade life. Um, and the purpose of that, I guess, the intention of that is, so that they can go out and, yeah, like live more joyful lives and shine more light in the world and live more along the lines of their purpose, whatever that may be.
0: Mm. And what do you feel that the purpose of these plants is in Mm. our... I know it's so huge, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could speak to the power of working with these plants in that way, especially on that mm-hmm. land.
1: Yes, I feel like the plants want to share their wisdom. It it feels like that to me. I feel that there's a, a a huge generosity of spirit that comes with the master plants. Um, that's the first thing I feel when you ask that question. Is I I really do feel like those plants want to share and um and we see that just with the rapid expansion of you know of um the, their their facilitation all around the world um so i i feel i want to remind us of our you know divine origins uh, i feel like they want to um uh, give us clues as to you know, how we can be happy. Um, and they also heal us deeply on a physical level. So I think they want to do that. I think they it's like they want to raise us up um, to being uh, the, the best versions of ourselves because I've only really ever heard of incredible feedback and wondrous experiences of the plant medicines Um that I've worked with and uh, with the people that I work with, I've only heard of of wonderful things occurring and seen wonderful things occurring. So it really, you know, says to me that these plants want to raise us up, um, that they have a purpose on, on the planet to expand our consciousness and to help us, yeah, live in harmony. I imagine with ourselves and with our surroundings.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was just reflecting on your whole um, process with willingness too, and I feel like to even to even show up to that space of of coming to have an experience with those plants that you know is going to be completely outside of what your regular scope of reality is, and is really going mm. to to shift you Mm. and move you, Mm. you have to be so willing. You have to really be willing to be there and see that. And it's so beautiful to see more and more people really showing up to that space.
1: Yes. Yes, I'd agree. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a crunch time, isn't it? On the planet at the moment in terms of um, our consciousness and You know, us all knowing um, that we have to shift gears pretty rapidly, Um, you know, if we're going to (laughs) survive as a race. And, yeah, it feels like this, yeah, this rapid expansion, as I was saying, of the plant medicines all around the world. It's, um, yeah, it seems to be, yeah, being met with, yeah, a lot of humility and willingness from people, you know, really ready to, ready to try something, ready to be shown, ready to trust. At the ancient ways, ready to, yeah, listen to plants. I mean, really, how wonderful is that? That we're all, you know, revering plants more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
0: I know, it brings tears to my eyes so much. It's, yeah. It's so beautiful.
1: Isn't it? I mean, they're just the most incredible beings, so humble and silent and far out. Yeah, I'm, I'm also really touched by it um yeah I'm, I'm, I'm loving learning about the plants in peru absolutely loving it
0: mm-hmm. and so mm. for people who would like to know more details about the journeys that you do um yes and what it what it really involves so they can really get a, a vision of it and you know see themselves there and and maybe share the yes. dates to upcoming that would yes be great. yeah
1: Yes, sure. So next year, um, we have, uh, there's two groups occurring next to July. So the first is the Taripai Pacha Masters Retreat. That's July the 1st to the 11th. And that's a 10 day, very deep dive in one. Uh, eco retreat venue so we pretty much sit still in this eco retreat space for the 10 days and the and the masters and the teachers come to us and we work with um, the plant medicines and we work with temescal the andean sweat lodge and uh, all, all sorts of amazing things occur over the 10 days a lot of sound therapy um, and then straight after that, from July 12 to 25, is the Kolke Kente Women's Pilgrimage. So, um, yeah, that means the, the silver hummingbird. And so that is a two week yeah, pilgrimage, a lot of movement where we will be visiting um, three of the sacred mountains in the Sacred Valley and then going to Lake Titicaca and moving right round to Bolivia and some of the ancient sites there. Um, and, yeah, that will be epic. And, yeah, I'm very excited about this, this women's group actually.
0: Oh, I'm going to be there. It's already just... Yeah, right I'm willing. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it. Well, then there then you're there if you're
1: willing nothing nothing can stop you
0: <laughs> yes
1: yes yes yeah no that's going to be beautiful and if people would like to know more um i think the best place for them to reach me is either at instagram um at peru.pilgrims or i have a website um but those tours aren't updated as yet but they will be but the website is um Pachartaki. PeruTours.com. That's P A C H A R T A K I Y Perutours.com. Um and then yeah, all the details will be up there as well. But yeah, all people can find me through you, darling, if they don't remember those. Um I'll put them all in yeah. the, the notes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, mm-hmm. yes, all welcome, all welcome, you know, especially you know, people are welcome no matter where they're at, really. It's it's you know, even though the Tari Pai Pacha is called a master's retreat, it's we're all masters, I believe. It's just not something that you have you know, you can only attend if you've done this, that, or the other. Um yeah, everybody is welcome.
0: Beautiful, yes, totally yes. agree. And so <laughs> also for manifestrix yes, yes, you want to share a bit about what that is, and oh, I'd love to. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'm, so,
1: I'm so excited about it. Oh, far out. It's um, yes. Yeah, so Manifestrix is um my six week online mentoring course slash program um that I've yeah really seriously wanted to execute for um probably six years six. Six, seven years I've been very aware of how stuck people are in creating like I've been very I've been acutely aware of it um where I can't I, I can't not see it I can't not see what's stopping people and you know when I was living in Byron Shire um you know I had so many incredible artistic you know geniuses around me but a lot of them were very stuck and I found it like it was quite a frustrating vision that I had that I could see what was keeping them stuck. Um, And I, you know, I would would just sort of keep saying to myself, I've got to, I've got to do something about this. I've got to do something about this, you know? And yeah, just for years and years and years, I've been sort of seeing and, yeah, and, 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 you know, I guess collating more and more experience from my workshops and what works and what doesn't work. And, And then, yeah, my own experiences in creating and manifesting and watching how I do it, um, yeah, I I put together this this work and it was interesting, babe, that I'd wanted to do it forever but it was the minute the children took themselves to school. So I've been homeschooling my children and then all of a sudden they say, we want to experience school. I was like... Oh God! Okay, all right, and and you know, within a week they're at school, and within three days of them being at school, all the content downloaded for the course. Like Mm. it was, it was almost like God was just waiting for me to have the space, and then bush, it all came down, and I was like, okay, you know, and then did what I do, just go into action, created the website, bush, bush, and it's up, and um, yeah, so it's six weeks of. I'd say deprogramming, really, deprogramming and reprogramming um, someone to basically be successful in bringing their visions through, bringing their dreaming through into the physical, you know, completing or, you know, even instigating and completing successful creative projects, whatever that is. And we're all doing different stuff. It may even just be like having a baby, having a family, whatever. and, and so, yeah, the, the six weeks moves in four stages and, um, and within those six weeks, there is 12 hours of one-on-one with me um, and there's 11 video tutorials that go out and, you know, we have a daily forum on WhatsApp for people to drop in with questions or whatever. And we have a weekly group call that's optional on Zoom for us to get together and share wins and what have you and yeah we just finished the third week of the first course and it is blowing my mind how successful it feels like it's like so clear that i'm meant to be doing this and that's what they're all saying like far out like this is this is meant to happen and this is what you're meant to be doing and yeah so it's it's deep reprogramming so all the emotional stuff that is sitting in the way needs to go like, that, you know, the, you know, the core trauma stuff like that, I guess, babe, like to, to sum it up is that to be manifestrix, to be an excellent manifester, we have to realize that we are holistic creatures that, you know, success is, you know, it's holistic. We can't sort of say, oh, I've got this upset with my mum over here in the corner that I don't want to look at. But I'm, you know, I'm doing well over here and over there, and my health's good, and my, everything affects everything. Mm-hmm. And so, it really is a course where we are creating very solid foundations in emotional and mental health, therefore, like clearing out. Because I believe that really we're all manifestrics, you know, every like we are all unbelievable manifestors because that's our nature mm-hmm. but society has shut us down and our emotional trauma or mental pro limiting mental programming has also shut us down so all we need to do is dissolve uh, resolve or transmute that those limitations that are in the space and we naturally buoy up and into creativity productivity um and i'm not talking about like having to be super productive it's not about that but it's getting into that place where we don't have confronts in creating we're not blocked anymore where we can freely you know feel very free to create without limitation so so yeah we we do go very deep into emotional stuff. Uh, we do go very deep into the mind and um, and dissolving and under, understanding the programs that are in there. but yeah all that 's done in the one on ones with me and uh, you know the the processes that i 'm using in there i 've been using for fifteen years in my you know my my therapy practice, so I have a lot of experience with these processes and um, know how well they work and that's why they're incorporated into this course they are very deep and very efficient um yeah and i'm loving it like i'm really very very excited about it and i would highly suggest anyone to do it um and you know if money is uh, you know a lot of people you know can can put money in the space and think oh goodness i couldn't do that i don't have the money but just contact me even if you don't have a cent contact me if you're keen and we'll work something out like i have no problem with payment plans at all um i just want people getting in and you know getting the magic um and then the money will come later because they'll be you know powering on at that stage but um yeah I'm, i'm very passionate about this darling because i I know what it means for our planet to have everybody living their purpose and their joy. Like that is what we need more than anything is for people to be happy and radiating light and joy and doing what they came here to do. And that, that is what's going to heal the planet. I'm sure of it. So yeah, that's the bigger picture of manifestrix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's it. (laughs)
0: as you were speaking i was just feeling to ask you what do you feel the power and energy of social media and the internet is in this whole movement because it's obviously i feel it as like a really really strong portal And obviously in doing and sharing all that I do through media is it just like comes through me. I know I need to work with these platforms for good. And it seems like you're so savvy with them too. And I'd love to hear your opinion on what they're doing in terms of connecting people to who and what they need to experience.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I, I, I do also believe that social media is an incredible platform for planetary change, um, in that it is, um, you know, cross pollinating, um, all these wonderful, you know, fresh ideas, modalities, um, products and services even that are helping us, you know, regain our mastery for sure. Um, but I do think also that, um, Social media can be a huge distraction uh, for a lot of people and um, can also be a, a place of upset where they compare themselves to others a lot. You know, that happens hugely with social media. And so I, am, um, I, I just want to share that I think anything that we are engaged in or uh, using such as social media should be supporting our purpose or not used? Yes. If if we can very honestly say that what we do on social media is supporting our purpose, i.e., you know we're making the connections, we're sharing what we need to, we're being inspired, um, great. But if it's anything other than that, if it's anything other than that, we really should put it away because I do unfortunately know a lot of people who are putting off their purpose by wasting time on social media um, or, you know, being triggered and um, traumatised by comparing themselves to others. And, you know, you know, just like TV or anything, there's a lot of superficiality that, that, that that's in the space with social media also. So... You know for people that aren't as discerning or aware energetically they can really be taken out by using it too much so yeah i would just say that that we even you know even all of us we've got to be careful with how much we use it um mm-hmm. and for what purpose but if we are you know can be really intentional with our use of it it is incredible isn't it darling like it really is connecting all sorts of people, and even lovers. You know, I, I know people who've met their their sweethearts on social media. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really incredible. So incredible. And, and connection is everything. Like I do remember when I was in Human Potentials, really learning and seeing how connection is what is most important right now like if you imagine us all even like you imagine the ley lines and the song lines that run around the planet they are connecting and holding and gridding and that's what we also are doing as humans is creating love grids through our connections and so if we find connections or that they're important to us through social media well that is excellent. That really is very, very important. Yes.
0: Yes. Yep. Mm. Such, yeah, such an important viewpoint. I I definitely agree. And yeah, even us as people who, you know, are able to discern, I still find myself getting lost in social media world sometimes and going into those patterns of comparison. It's so, it's way too easy to do. It really is. Yeah. How would you suggest to bring bring themselves back from that space when they, when they do notice that (laughs) going down that, that spiral or really in that, yeah, that mental habit of, of going there.
1: Oh, look, I don't know. I just, I think it's different for each person, but I think recognizing that it's an utter, total and utter waste of your life, waste of time, waste of an hour or waste of a half hour, looking at what everyone else is doing who gives a shit what others are doing what's important is what 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 you are doing you know what you are doing is way more important than what someone on the other side of the world is up to do you know like Mm -hmm. you know does that make sense so you know so much looking at what everyone else is doing and we lose Half an hour a day, that's four hours a week that could be invested in furthering our projects that we came here to do. Do you know? That's how I see it. So it's, you know, the way I use social media is get on, you know, with a purpose, only getting on with intention. Like I'm going to post about that. Get on, do it, have a quick flick and out again. Like out, you know? Because I know also it can trap. It can really trap. Yeah. And so I, I, but I do see that as time is so precious time is so precious you know and our energy is so precious and we want to reserve those things for our dreaming for our dreaming and that's what i bang on about in manifestrix is nothing is more important than your purpose nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean what the hell did you come here for what did Mm -hmm. we come here for if we're not going to get on do, do our purpose if we're not gonna you know like what are we doing like nothing's more important so yeah that's how that's how i see it and look our purpose could be being the best mother that we can be to our children and what an incredible incredibly noble and honorable purpose that is again it's not about massive moves in the world our purpose but we're here to do a job in love all of us have got a job to do around love yeah so it doesn't matter what someone else's job is like what ours is 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 very very important yeah that's how i see it babe
0: yes totally agree yep so many <laughs> uh-huh moments in this whole conversation Good. really i feel like it's been an activation of the, on a very cellular <laughs> level <laughs> for me <laughs> so right. thanks, thanks oh. for the free session <laughs>
1: Oh, an absolute
0: honor and a pleasure. Oh my God. I love this. Kid. This is exactly what I want to hear. Yes, <laughs> You're amazing. I just like, since the moment I, I started feeling the call to start a podcast, I was like, yep, Chrissy. Yep. I think, yeah, I messaged you like at the end of last year or something when it first came through for me and now it's like finally happening. So I'm yes. very happy that that this is all conspired in in the right time too for both of us, you yes. know. Yes, absolutely. Me too.
1: Me too, honey.
0: hmm I'm so grateful that mm-hmm. you agreed to it, and you're just yeah willing to show up and share. <laughs> always,
1: always, <laughs> always, always.
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, a real honor. A real honor. It's been beautiful to chat to you and hopefully to inspire the, the, the wonderful people that uh, look up to you and trust you, darling.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, thank you. Um, are there any other, I guess, links or any other things you would like to share in terms of ways of people connecting to you? Like your, your more mm. personal um, accounts, Instagram account? And, yeah, yeah,
1: I think I, I'm really loving on my new Instagram account, Badass Mamita. Um, i love that
0: you just recreate yourself consistently <laughs> i love it i'm so inspired by it and i'm very much the same yes so. oh
1: thanks darling yeah my old accounts felt so revolting to me i just felt like oh i'm not that person anymore this is embarrassing yeah uh, yes. yeah so badass mamita is a good place for me to connect with everyone because it from there i touch on all my other projects manifestrix and the peru tours and mana blend and you know my healing and everything everything's kind of the mothering you know my when i'm blogging around motherhood you know it's all kind of in that place so if anyone's using instagram that's a really good place there i think um or you know otherwise manifestrix.com or, you know, I have a, a Facebook page also. People can connect to, yeah, Christina, Firemane, Charlie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know this mm. might be a long story, but I'm so curious about the origins of Firemane. <laughs> is that, ah, okay. Is, yeah, no, does, how no. How did that name come through for you? I'm so curious about mm. names.
1: Yeah, sure, darling. I was 19 years old. And at that time in my life, I was studying... Hmm. ceremonial magic, Uh, very intensely, actually, getting into a lot of dry, heavy, convoluted content um, from the Kabbalists. And I was studying uh, the Jesus figure from, you know, um, from a a Kabbalist's point of view and was fixated on him at that point in my life, you know, the power of one. I just kept really you know flipping out about how much power one human being actually has and um i was journaling i would always journal um and it just dropped in like from the heavens into my lap fireman i just heard it and i wrote it down as i'm like what the hell is that a main. um and yeah i i kind of not long after that I think probably in that same riding session I saw you know a horse you know galloping galloping across the plains with a mane of fire Um, and that made sense to me because I am a, a, a triple Aries and I am the year of the horse and you know horse has always been Massive totem for me because I grew up in horse racing. My father was in horse racing and horse, horses were everywhere. And I am the horse and fireman I saw it and I'm very fire. It makes sense. And then on a much more subtle level um, and just after that, another vision came and it was of a comet, a comet woman um, flying through the heavens. And she was hurtling through you know, past all the stationary stars, and I saw the stars, you know, she was flying into the darkness, actually. And the stars were all saying, but where is she going? You know, what is she doing? Why, why is she going there? What is she doing? And she said, I'm flying into the darkness to light the way. And, um to, you know, and, and that, and that all just came really quickly. And I thought, oh, far out. Okay, <laughs> you know, and and I would use Fireman as like my secret name, you know. Mm-hmm. It would be sort of written on the first page of my journals, Fireman's writings, and then it became my hotmail password when email was created, and you know, when I got an email account twenty years ago, and and it was always very secret to myself. Um, and then you know, I don't know. It was probably around yeah after the dark night of the soul and having had my two children that i i realized i couldn't hide it to the world like it was i was hiding myself from the world i realized that was my name you know it was like that's my spirit name that's you know that's been given to me and that is my name and it also reminded me and i had visions of my native american indian lives and you know that was very strong for me at that time of my life you know connecting in with that soul memory and and I was like, "Well, this is my name, you know." And so, yeah, stepped out, came out of the closet with it, you know. And um, yeah, that was very crunchy and uncomfortable, and very confronting to start using it in public. And and then it just, felt, you know, got more comfortable, and then you know, became my music music name. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, really, you know, that that comet woman. And then you know, back then, babe, when it first dropped in, or you know, I was living in London and you know, really into rock and roll. And, you know, at that point I saw I was, you know, in bands and doing all the rock thing and I I wanted to get up on stage dressed as Firemane and, and at that that stage she was half comet, half pirate woman. You know, that was really the 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 immature expression of Firemane was this pirate woman, like just ready to mutiny and ready to you know you know steal from the rich and give to the poor and you know flaming red hair that's how I saw her Mm -hmm. um but yeah that that's where the name came from it came directly from spirit darling
0: yeah yeah it's just you it's you (laughs) I I just think of that as as you to a T
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For my sins. <laughs>
0: I'm a bloody fire, man. Fire. It's great. You're, you're doing the exact right thing with all of that energy. It's so perfect. Mm, I was just yeah. reflecting on that. You're really, mm. really channeling that fire energy in the right direction and really igniting Thank so you. many people. And it's, Thank yeah, you. It's so beautiful to witness. Oh.
1: Thank you, thank you, sister. That means a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. feel like you're only just getting started. I'm so excited to keep <laughs> <from> watching <laughs> you. At the rate that you are now, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited to just keep walking alongside you too. And I just feel really grateful yeah. to know you and, yeah, so yeah to be connected to you. And thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank
1: okay. you, darling. I remember the day we met. I remember it like it was yesterday oh yeah first time <laughs> yep i do i remember you so clearly and i was just all even at that point was like wow who is this young woman <laughs> here, to come do great <laughs> here to do great things
0: <laughs> yeah oh i'm in such a wild formative time in my life i feel like i've been a thousand different people in the last few years like when you met me to when where i'm at now and probably where i'll be at next time i see you it's like oh yeah you know the same like when you're in your early 20s it's just like wild the the amount of characters that you are and parts that you explore and yeah
1: wow (laughs) i think that's a very wise way to spend your twenties is is doing that is being everything and everyone and trying everything. I think that's excellent preparation for where you're going, darling. I think, yeah, I, I always like that too. It was just a bit of everyone shapeshifter, complete, um, yeah, complete shapeshifter. And I just yeah, I think that that gears us up for um, that gears us very well. You know, not having fixed positions not I am this sort of person and this sort of personality, we get very easily toppled over when we hold fixed positions. So the more we can be shapeshifters in every way, the more effective our magic will be. Yeah. So right on.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That's a great place to, to conclude. I am. Yeah. I'm so grateful that again, that you agreed to do this and I'm so looking forward to putting it out there too. have people to see you. Yeah. Oh. My beautiful community on the World Wide Web.
1: Right on. (laughs) Good for you. Lots of love to your community and lots of love to you and thank you for this beautiful opportunity.